Hello, hello everyone. You are listening to The Success Palette, a place to discuss everything that you are not taught in school about how to be successful in the arts. I'm your host Soda and today I have Dr. Tanya Powell with me to talk about self-care for creative entrepreneurs. And she has a very unique perspective. It is not all about just taking a break or going to the spa. She has some pretty intense stories. Things like looking for red flags and getting up at 4 a.m. sometimes every morning to accomplish her goals. Now, before we go into the subject of self-care, I want to hear all about what inspired you to write your book that focuses a lot on this subject. All right. So this is my book, I Choose Me. Um, I wrote this book during COVID um, around 2020 after going on a solo trip to Tobago. Um, I really went to Tobago with the idea of doing something phenomenal or remarkable. Um, I solo travel a lot. I went to France, Southern France, um, this summer. And it allows me to just, you know, touch, you know, touch my inner self and be able to make goals for the future and reflect on my life for the year. So that's kind of what I was doing with this book. I went over, I wrote this book in a year. And I decided to write this book after coming from Tobago. I wanted to do something because I felt like I wanted to leave my mark on this earth. And the first thing I wanted to do when I got back from Tobago is I wanted to tell my boyfriend about the fact that I was going to write a book about my life. And, you know, he was somewhat consumed with his own life. And we kind of got into argument. And he had said something negative about my book. And I used that to motivate me to finish the book. I actually told him, you know, I can't do this because I had spent the year putting all my eggs in one basket and just inspiring him and motivating him. And I felt like it was time for myself. And those negative words towards me made me work even harder to get the book finished in a year. Um, The book starts out with me running in the alley and it's broken up into segments of fear, hate, And it moves into things like trust and forgiveness and love Um, throughout the book. It shows how my life changed. It starts when I was about 10 years old. I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, and my father had a degree in geology. He was a geologist. My mother was a nurse, but we still lived in a very humble, you know, upbringing, basically. And my parents fought a lot. And I realized in the book, a lot of there were a lot of parallels between my mother and myself and what ended up happening to me in my life. I went to college and, you know, when I lived in the city in Baltimore, I prayed every day to be able to go to college. And when I was able to go, it was very hard financially to stay and keep my scholarships going and everything like that. And I felt like I needed to be rescued. And I ended up meeting what would become my husband, my ex-husband. And that need to be rescued sent me on this adventure of, you know, of all these different experiences in which I was able to find out who I was and I was able to find out how strong I truly am through that, through that marriage and through having my children. You know, I love when, when you talked about like, um, 
you know, your, your ex-boyfriend told you, you couldn't, um, you couldn't do it. And a lot of, a lot of creatives, whether artists, musicians, writers, whatever, especially, you know, now, nowadays that AI can do a lot of this stuff. A lot of uh, people are being told like, you can't make money out of this. You, you won't be able to, that's a waste of time. And I love that you, you, instead of going into um, victim mentality, which I used to have a very bad habit of doing, you turned it around and turned it into enthusiasm and excitement. Mm -hmm. And can you, can you talk a little bit about what are some of the ways that, that you did, um, you know, realize your self-importance and the importance of uh, accomplishing this goal and um, keeping confidence with that? Um, I think a lot of women, um, young girls, you know, you're told constantly what you can't do. I used to have a preschool for girls, and I talk about that in my book, I Choose Me as well, that was there to inspire and uplift women and up, well, uplift little girls, because I knew later in life they would grow to be women. And I'm like, what kind of women will they become? And I had a little girl at the time, and I wanted her to be fearless, and I wanted her to to um, be comfortable in her own skin and confident. So I told her all these wonderful things about herself. Some of them at the time, I didn't even feel about my own self in order to get her, to motivate her and to become the best version of herself. Um, I've always been the type of person where when someone tells me I can't do something, it like strikes a match with me and it motivates me and makes me wanna work harder. You know, from when I was younger and I told the story about doing a spelling bee and everyone doubted me in middle school to when I went on to get my doctorate degree in education. You know, I've done a really good job of overcoming obstacles and getting things and obtaining um, achievements and, and, and education and so forth in the midst of chaos, you know? And I think my message with my book is I want to tell women that you are powerful, you are fearless, you can do anything you want to. And you're someone besides being a mother, you're someone besides being a wife. Because I think a lot of times once we, you know, we go into that role of marriage and children, we forget who we are. We don't, we don't know who we are anymore. You know, everything is for the kids. Um, I watch some of, um, I'm, and my daughter's a competitive dancer. And, you know, we have this mom chat and everybody is, every little thing, what are the girls doing? What are, what are they doing? How are we doing? We're going to take them this. And, you know, sometimes I say, well, what are you doing for yourself? You know, I think sometimes I stand out in the group because they, they see me always. I'm doing things. I'm going out. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm taking time to, to treat myself. I'm taking time to love on myself. And self-care is a big um a big topic in my book. How do you love yourself? How do you feel? And I explore all the different things that happen with women, like giving up your education, giving up your career for your family, for your children. And I did it because I experienced it, you know, and I wanted to, to set a message out there that it's okay to choose yourself. It's okay to live for you. Of course, you want to be a great mother. You want to be a great wife. And if you're married, you know, you do, you know, you have a partnership with your spouse, but there is you, you know, there is time that you have to take for you. Um, I was watching um, that show that the new sex in the city and just like that, 
and Charlotte was on there. She was doing everything for her daughter, everything for her husband. And then she just had like a major meltdown because she hadn't did anything for herself. And I, and I totally could relate to that, you know, and, and it has you lost because you're, you know, as a woman, you're only, you're being a mother and being a wife is not your only job. You're also a person and you have dreams and you have goals and it's not fair that they are to be sacrificed for everyone around you in order for them to persevere and you not. So. Yes. That is such an important message. As creatives, we care so much. And even for people who aren't mothers, there's something about being a creative and just feeling like you need to solve the world's problems. Yeah. You have your own problems that, you know, you and the importance of, you know, you need to take care of yourself before you take care of others. I know know a lot of people when they hear self-care, they think, you know, getting your nails done or whatever, which can sometimes be important. But what are some ways that you in particular practice self-care in a way that helps motivate you and be able to reach your creative goals? Sometimes just saying no can be self-care. I tell people I have put that up on my social media profile, um, just telling someone no, because a lot of us, you know, we give until we have nothing left. For me, I love traveling. So that's my big thing. I love um, going places, meeting new people. When I go by myself, I always feel like God connects me with people that are there to help me and motivate me. And in my book, I choose me, I share some stories of the people that I met on my trips that I've taken and how it's like, how did this happen? How did I end up right here at this, at this particular moment, at this particular place with this wonderful message that I believe that God wanted me to hear in order for me to grow spiritually. I met this woman, I call her destiny in my book, but she was my massage therapist. She was a local, she gave me a massage, but my first time on her chair, her name's Siobhan, um, Soothe and Touch Massage is her massage <laughs> company in Trinidad, well, in Tobago. And when I got on the, the table with her, the first thing she said to me is forgive yourself, heal, you're loved and you're amazing. And, and I was like, I had had many of massages in my life and I've never had someone talk to me like that and tell me those things. And throughout my book, you hear very much compassionate and bonding moments amongst women where it was times where I thought I was on my own when I was fighting over custody of my my sons. I thought I was on my own when I had to stay in a women's shelter um, from abuse. And a woman was, you know, was able to just be there for me. And a woman I like knew from nowhere. Just the fact that we had that commonality and not think that we understood each other because of that. So the self-care, I would say, is saying no, <clears throat> taking time out to just think and reflect on my life. Um, traveling is one thing for me. Loving myself um, and just appreciating it. Thanking myself, even I've seen some people practice what's called gratitude and thanking God for everything that they've done in their life. We're always asking for things, but never really thanking someone. Well, thank you for this and thank you. And just being kind to people, you know, I feel like sometimes I have this new job. I'm a school teacher full time 
And the people that I meet, it's like I met this new dog. Everyone is super nice and kind. And there's, it's not always like that at school. And I feel like that's part of the self-care. Me re- putting out what I want back from the earth in return and me receiving it and thanking God and thanking the universe for allowing me to be able to be a part of that. So don't think that self-care has to involve a whole lot of money. It doesn't. It could be a walk to um, it could be a walk to the park and not taking your kids and leaving them with a loved one who is responsible, taking that time to just be alone and do something that you want to do. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing that right now. Like I uh, like my my toddler all day has been off and on between my my parents and visiting my parents <laughs> this week and also the iPad because I'm like, you know what? I just want to take this day to talk to people. For me, you know, I've, I've been living somewhere far away from my family for you know two years and just I, I need this interaction. And sometimes it's hard for us to, to really realize what we need and what mm-hmm. our worth is. I don't know if you had any tips on how to kind of separate your, your art from you as a person and really value your worth and realize what it is that you are needing. So basically you're saying like, how can I separate and make time for what I want to do? You mean like make time for what I'm trying to create? Um, Especially as a mother or having children that can definitely for yourself, having a toddler, that can definitely be, be, you know, time consuming. You know, even as a teacher, I have another book that, I have about three chapters written and I've been pitching to um, pitching this book to different literary agents. It's a totally different genre of a book. <clears throat> and sometimes like, you know, I feel down on myself. I work some, you know, and writing is very, you know, you got to have that, you know, in you to just write, you know, so to motivate you and encourage you. And for me, I use negativity to is to motivate me and push me doubt self doubt from other people to make me go further and to drive me when i was getting my doctor degree you know i was a stay-at-home mom but i was my kids you know i was busy with their schedule but i woke up four o'clock in the morning and i was studying and getting my notes written and rewriting my dissertation so that i would you know get that done and when i wrote the book this the book here is 400 pages it was 200 when i was typing it but it came out to be 400 in print and you know i found the time because i saw how it was healing me when i was writing it and i thought about all the people that it would actually help the crazy thing about this book is that I wrote this book because of I was in this relationship and I said before and I was putting all of this into this man and I wanted him in reading the book to see who I was because I felt like I was invisible to him. I felt like I was invisible to him for an entire year and I wanted to show him who I was and why I was the way I was because he used to tell me I would breathe life into him, but he had suffered from depression. And it was starting to take a toll on me because I too struggle with depression. So I'm like, you know, trying to handle both. And I'm saying I go to a therapist and I wanted him to go to a therapist too, but he was a little bit, you know, I kept 
putting it off and for the whole year, you know, pushing it like he didn't want to do that. And <clears throat> I decided, you know, I can't do this relationship anymore if you're not going to seek mental health. Later, by the time I was finished this book, that person committed suicide. And the thing that was so crazy about that situation is he did not just commit suicide for himself, but he murdered the girl he was in a relationship with and his ex-wife <clears throat> that he was a, in a relationship with. So it showed me too that I wanted him to see this book. You know, I love this man. He was never violent or anything with me, but I knew that he was suffering from something and I knew what he was suffering from could ooze out and affect me in some type of way, in some type of manner, you know? And I didn't want to be a part of it. And I had to choose I me, mean, no matter if I loved him or not, I had to break that relationship because I could see the signs and I saw the red flags and I followed them. And in the past, like with my ex-husband, I didn't follow the red flags and I went down a different path that was rocky and hard. And, and, and now, this, you know, being older, you know, when I see those signs, I, I stop myself, you know, and just like with a content creator or someone, you know, you have to be a visionary and you have to be careful about who you are. You got to make time for yourself and you have to think about the people that you surround yourself with. And if these are the type of people who are going to distract you from your purpose, is your, your circle of friends, are they motivators? Like my circle of friends, they're all, most of them are um, self-employed business owners doing very well. Like when I'm sitting up here and I'm at my full-time job and I'm not doing things with my book and I see on social media, they're pushing and marketing constantly their content that they've created. It encourages me to work harder, encourages me, oh, let me take time. Let me make time for this interview. Let me do this because now I'm doing something that's for what my true passion is, which is writing, you know? So I would say you want to look around who is around you, who is absorbing your energy, who is reflecting back to give you what you're putting out to make you move in the direction that you want to. Because like they say, your friends are a reflection of yourself. Your friends will show you who you're going to be, where you're going to go. So you want them to show if you're a content creator or you're an author, you want to surround yourself about with people too who are writing or who are in the arts or who are doing things that are positive. Even though, you know, my ex-boyfriend, I loved him. And I saw, I saw that I had to sacrifice the love that I had for him for myself. I saw, I see women all the time in these, you know, domestic violence situations. And I see these, you know, these women and, you know, they're being murdered. They're being murdered in front of their children. They, you know, their children are being affected. <clears throat> and you think about what was leading up to it. Did they? Ha I'm sure there were some signs. I'm sure there were some red flags. I'm sure there were some friends that might have said this to them, and they didn't think it was possible. And they, you know, they went off a of passion and they said, "Okay, well, I really love him. I definitely loved him, but I knew I loved myself more. I knew I did, and that's what my book, I Choose Me, is about: is loving yourself more. You know, not sacrificing you." in order to help someone else, even if it's your kids, even if it's your kids. And if people don't understand, they say, what do you mean? You know, it's your child. I have two great kids, my three great kids. My two sons, they're in college right now. My daughter, she's makes straight A's. She's an amazing dancer. But if I wouldn't have been able to be a good mother to them, 
if I would have stayed in a relationship that was making me depressed, a relationship that was making me not feel good about myself, you know, and depressing me more. So I had to make that step and it was a hard step and it, it did change the dynamics of my family. It built resentment with my sons and myself. And, um, you know, it separated my, my sons from their sister. But in overall, I feel like, you know, I was able to regain those, that communication with my sons. I was able to, to, to talk openly and get forgiveness and, you know, give forgiveness from them for the way that I left and, and et cetera. And I'm alive, you know, I'm alive in so many different aspects, whether it's from the relationship that I have with my ex-husband that was tumultuous or that the relationship I ended up having with this, you know, this individual where he ended up taking his life and the women that were around him. So I just kind of, you know, I feel blessed and with the way the world is going right now with suicide becoming such a big, you know, increasing and you're seeing more and more people taking their lives and not feeling like they can make it. I'm like, you know, this is my, my moment to help women. I'm not making a lot of money from this book. I'm not, I wanted it to be, you know, I wanted to have it with an agent in a big publishing company, but it was more important. I went ahead and self-published it after my friend took his life because I wanted to, I felt like it needed to be out there as fast and in hurry and people needed it, you know? So here I am, you know, and I'm making time, you know, even with my full-time job, I'm overwhelmed. I'm a dance mom. I'm making as much time as I can because I, it's a, something that I care about and I'm passionate about and, and I'm going to make time for it, you know? So. That's such a powerful message and a powerful story. <laughs> you could tell that this, this is, you know, like it's it's it has nothing to do with money it's you wanting to share an important message that you know yeah. and as like what you were talking about how like part of self-care it's it's um eliminating sometimes people or things that that mm -hmm. are harming you like i had to mm -hmm. cut off my my biological mom because mm -hmm. you know and i i still feel a little guilty of it but like <coughs> she was you know hurting me about like spiritually and emotionally mm -hmm. and you know just realizing that you deserve to be around good people who are going to uplift you and wow that that's such a powerful message yeah. um and you like i i i love the thing i love about writers especially like you know creators of all types can do this but writers especially they get so passionate about their book Mm. and just want to share it with everyone they're not they're not scared well a lot of them and like having that 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 passion like you could feel the passion in you and you were saying earlier about how you would sometimes wake up at four in the morning to to do to you know reach your goal in school and you made you had the passion and hard work to write this book and I know a lot of creatives feel like they you know they're they're working 40 to 60 hours a week and oh I don't have time to do this and can you um maybe talk a little bit about how taking action is a form of self-care mm -hmm. 
Oh, definitely. Doing something you really want to do and you're passionate about. You know, like sitting up here, like I said, my daughter is a competitive dancer. Dance season starts next week. <laughs> and <laughs> she's literally, once we start getting these dance numbers, she's literally out there six days a week. I'm running back and forth like a little taxi cab, you know, making time. And <clears throat> Black, the first year we started, I was getting my, I was doing an admin certification. I had maybe two people in my life who passed away. Um, I had a little girl I ended up saving at the dance studio. I had, um, and I was working on a book. I had so much going on. And I used to feel bad because sometimes I would have to leave or sometimes I would have to do this or get other people to help me. And the mothers really, you know, they helped me a lot and were there for me because I was the only single mother. Most of them were married. And um, I used to try to explain to my daughter, I would have these talks with her. I'm like, you know, I love you. You know, I'm there for you. You know, I'm exhausted. I'm doing everything on my own. And I want you to be, you know, a phenomenal woman. I want you to look at me and I want you to see how hard I work and how I push and I persevere and I push through things. But I also want you to see that I have to do this for me, that this is important, that I have to have something. There's a part in my book, a chapter in my book where I'm making sure my sons are fine. My, my ex-husband is fine, but I break down crying because I'm like, I feel incomplete, like I didn't do anything because I didn't get, I didn't, um, I didn't do my initial mission, which is I wanted to be a pharmacist and I didn't do that. And I sacrificed it for my family and changed my career. And now everything was about them. I think as a writer or as a, any, any type of person or any female or any person with a passion, you have to give yourself permission to go ahead and do something for yourself, especially I think as women, because we are groomed for everything <clears throat> to be about someone else. We're groomed to be nurturers. So you have to say, okay, where am I going to be? Can I, am I going to really be doing this for the rest of my life? Do I want, what's going to happen when the kids grow up? You know, what's going to happen when they get ready to leave the house? Where am I going to be? What's going to be left for me? What do I want for myself? What did I want when I was a little girl? What did I want when I was 17 and 18 years old before the marriage, before all of these other things came into play? What did I want for me? You know, and let me take some steps. Let me write it down. Let me think, okay, what are the little things that I can do within this month for myself that will get me towards my goal? And then you break it into what can I do this year? And when I would go on these solo trips, that's what I would do. You know, this past year, I was like, I don't want to live in trauma. You know, I want to live in happiness. I want to, I want to spend time, even though I had to revisit all this negativity in my book. I was like, now I want to love on me. I want to live the soft life. I want to do things that make me feel comfortable. I don't want to be exhausted, you know, and I want to take time for myself. And sometimes my, you know, my sons will come visit and they'll say, why are you going to this comedy show by yourself? We're here. And I'm like, look. It's for me. I deserve something. You had, you know, we did this for you for your birthday. We did this for you for Christmas. Don't you deserve, don't you think I deserve to have something nice for me? Don't you think, don't you love me enough to say, you know, you do this? Um, my ex-husband has said to me um, maybe a year ago, or he was wanting me to move closer to be near my sons in North Carolina but I make more money here teaching in Maryland and I'm happy. 
And, you know, I said to him, I said, you know what? I am happy and I'm not going to sacrifice that for anyone. I was like, you know, our kids are grown. My sons are 19 and 21 years old and I love them and they know that. And we're the closest, closest beings, like, you know, best friends. They come to me for everything, their relationships. They come to me first. They like, you know, talking to me about things and I listen, I hear them. And my son said, my oldest son said to me, mom, you're happy. You don't need to come back here. You know, dad might think this is best for us, but you have, you're doing your book, you know, you're doing what makes you happy. You know, we can come here on the train. I visit them. They visit me already. It was like, you know, you don't need to, to do that. You know, they gave me the permission. And I think it's because they've seen me and they see that this is something that I love to do. And I taught them, you know, to fight for what you love. And I think as a creator, I have people who I have friends that have almost went homeless for their business, you know, but in their passion and what they wanted to do. And and <clears throat> when I had my day here, you know, I, I literally almost went homeless myself with that business. But I can't. The thing about that, I would never change it for the world. I learned CPR and I took a CPR class with that all girls school. And I used to say when I lost my business that, you know, if it was just for me to help the women who came to my center, I only got six, six mothers, children there, but we had such a bond. The mothers who went to my daycare, all their lives have changed for the better. I was there too, helping women who had been victims of domestic violence and letting them come to my center um, <clears throat> when they were in court for free. And that CPR I learned was able to save another person's life, you know, in the, in the future, which was, you know, a month was um, a couple years ago. I saved a little girl's life was 15 from learning that CPR, that daycare. So, you know, I lost some money, but I saved a life, you know? And like I said, I feel like with God, you meet people for different reasons. They give you something like, you know, meeting you. This is the first time, you know, I've met you. And maybe what I'm saying is a message for you or something that you might have needed to hear or someone who will listen to this live is something that is was important for them there. They needed that, um, you know, that voice. So I would definitely say, you know, fight for what you believe in. Fight for your passion. Don't give up. You know, look at where you want to be. Um I remember Oprah used to say, find out who you would like to be like, use that as a blueprint, look at how they got to where they got, you know, and where, where they've gone and, and do that and mirror it, you know, copy it, mirror it, use it like teaching, use their best practices, you know? So that's what, Uh, yeah, I can tell you that. I mean, I, there are some things that you said that I absolutely needed to hear. And I'm sure mm-hmm. people who will be listening to this will appreciate it too. The message is so important. And I, I am so glad that you joined me today. Um, yeah. And I know I would probably need to, I, I need to let you go, but I just didn't know if you had any last words or mm-hmm. anything else you want to say before we end. I always, and sometimes like as a writer, it's like you feel like you're being annoying because every time I talk to my different female friends and I'm like, I wrote this in my book. <laughs> like, Because <laughs> most of the time, once people start reading it, they read it in a day or two because it's a page turner. You know, <clears throat> if I'm speaking to the writers, 
find out what motivates you, what drives you. If I'm speaking to the writers or the content creators or what is your passion? What is it? Why? And who are you doing this for? And you could, you might just be doing it for yourself. Might be doing it for a new life, whatever. But you want to use that as fuel, like gasoline for your tank, for your car, to motivate you to get where you want to get in life. And look at where where's your hopes and dreams. I know a lot of women who started out with me in college. One of my good girlfriends, she had a vision board, and she and she would make new vision boards after she completed the first vision board. She get herself another vision board. So. You know, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be with yourself in 10 years? One thing with me is when I was married, I used to have had the same life every year. Now, I don't know where I'm going to be in three months. I don't know. Some So many crazy things happen, good and bad. I don't know where I'm going to be in three months. But what I've learned how to do is accept it accepted and learn from the experiences and so forth. So the message I want to leave with everyone um, <clears throat> is to take time for yourself. Take time for yourself. Take time to pray over yourself. Take time to thank you for all the good things and concentrate on the good things that are happening in your life and what you have to be the most proud of. There's a part in my book where I'm looking at myself on vacation. You know, they always say, you know, take your clothes off and look at yourself and, and love on yourself and look at all the, as a mother, you know, the stretch marks or the the bruises or the whatever you've been through and embrace them and, and heal from them and look and find the true beauty inside of yourself, you know? And that's the message I want to pretty much give everyone is to take time to love on you, even when you feel the most unloved. And I tell my students that too, and create the boundaries. You know, I had to block my mother. I had to block my mother. I had to block a lot of people in my life. I felt alone and, you know, at different times. And I felt like I had no one. But if you do have a religious base, you know, for me, I have a spiritual base and I've become closer with God. I had him. I could depend on, you know what I mean? And and I thought I needed everyone else's approval. I think I, I thought I needed help from everyone around me. And I think sometimes he took those people out of me, away from me, so I could see how strong I was, you know? So you could see how strong I was and how, um, how much he wants you to grow. So if you open your eyes up, you speak to people, you'll see God will send you some messengers like myself, for you maybe, to give you some message of hope and for healing and for growing and things like that. So I just want to be like that for for other people, for all the all the love that's been poured in me that God has done. And he sent these. I have all these store angels that are in here too. I want to give it. I want to give back. So. You you are giving back. You <laughs> like don't I like. I want to, you are doing all that. So yes. Oh my gosh. And that's what, no, I'm, I'm so glad we connected. Cause that's my whole message is you yeah. know, growing, healing, um, being your best self. So thank you again. And thank you for listening to this episode of the success palette on self-care for creative entrepreneurs. For additional episodes and social media links, go to thesuccesspalette.com and please make it a successful week. I can buy myself flowers, write my name in the sand, talk to myself for hours, say things.
things you don't understand. 